Hello and welcome to Don't Pee on Your Leg and Other Scientific Misconceptions, where we talk about scientific misconceptions we all have, and we hope that you learn something new about the world. I'm here with my co-host, Camden Hurdles, Hanslick Burton. And joining me is Margaret Fluffy Fingers, Hanslick Burton. <laughs> welcome, welcome to, to the, the show. As always, our first segment every week is where we share something we're excited about. Margaret, Camden. what are you oh. excited about this week? Oh, are you saying that so you have time to think about what you're excited about? No, what are you excited about this week? I'm generally interested in how your life is going. <laughs> Come on. Camden. Okay, I've been think. I've been debating about this is genuine. I'm being I'm being genuine here. Good. As I Listeners, always try to be. Here on episode 52, you are getting genuine, Margaret. I have been really, I don't know if excited, but I've been enjoying the videos of the people who were at the violence in Washington, D.C. getting arrested. Mm. I You enjoyed justice. Well, well it's some, not even justice. Not justice. Like, I don't pretend that is going to make anything better. I, sure. I'm not going to pretend they learned their lesson. I am not going to pretend that that solves anything because it doesn't. But just seeing them experience any consequences at all brings me some sort of like twisted joy. Um, do I wish it had never happened? Of course, of course. But do I enjoy watching them get a, like get taken off of airplanes? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I do. The one where they're all clapping as they mm -hmm. get removed mm -hmm. Ugh, mm -hmm. to be on that plane clapping. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel, I guess I feel like a lot of complicated emotions about it because do I think that, you know, the police should be the, like, it's just this weird thing of like, the police didn't help with anything at the Capitol. Oh, you're saying, but then watching them get arrested involves police. It's very yeah. weird. Yeah. But, but you enjoy, I'm just going to take that tiny little thing, that sure. tiny little spark of joy on an, on a different note. I am also very excited that our doctor Satchel, who we talked about last time is learning a lot of behaviors. She is a smart little puppy and she's just, she's doing really well. She's smart. Um, we learned from last <laughs> week that she is taking a nap right now. Mm -hmm. Turns out even a little peanut butter Kong did not keep that girl at bay. Uh -uh. So we're trying to, we're trying to nap. Squeeze episode. it in during a nap. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll see how that goes. I'm excited this week for, I just, I don't, raising satchel is like ev everything everything in a good way and also it is all consuming mm -hmm. i don't mm -hmm. really rem mm -hmm. if you ask me what i've done this week i'd say i worked and i watched satchel and i watched satchel to make sure that she didn't eat anything weird that she didn't poop in the house <laughs> yeah yep and she hasn't and she hasn't yeah. she's done a great that's job that's what i'm excited about is that yeah. she's slowly getting a lot better at being potty trained yeah yeah, that's something very exciting. I agree. So our next segment is called, What is That Sound? Camden. That's oh, kind of a spooky one this time. From the waters. Oh, oh, it's like a trailer. Okay. 
Well, this is where we <laughs> keep with the spirit of the show, and one of us research, researches a sound, and the other one doesn't know what it is. So I have researched it this week. Kim, I'm going to need you to not look at my screen at all because it is a YouTube video. Cool. Are you ready for this? Cool. Okay. Thoughts? What what are what are your okay? I'll say first of all, ignore the popping kind of sounds. That's all the sounds are. No, 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 I don't mean. I mean like the big. Maybe I shouldn't tell you to ignore anything at all because <laughs> I was say that yeah, whole yeah. <laughs> clip was just a little. I meant the big popping ones. Anyway, um, what do you think? What are your initial thoughts? I, wait, there were other sounds besides popping. There was like I should rustling never have said and, the ignore. There was rustling thing. and popping. I imagine it was someone cracking their knuckles in the autumn leaves. <laughs> Is that not right? Uh, let's give it another listen. Eerie how close I got, mm-hmm, though. Mm-hmm. Okay, you ready for the last listen? Yeah, I'll ignore the popping. Listener, you join along with me on that. Okay, just forget, ignore to what I said about ignoring the popping. Here we go. What do you think? A true, it's wrestling. It is yep. something going through a m- material. Yes, that's true. It is a mouse rolling <laughs> in leaves. <laughs> that would be adorable. Um, think maybe a little bit over in the food web from a mouse. It is over. A- a plant no, rolling sorry, in the leaves. No, sorry, I guess up in the food chain if we're going to use the food chain. A eagle rolling in the leaves. <laughs> it is a snake ah. shedding her skin. Whoa. Yeah. What? Wait, yeah. can you? Let's do that one more time. Okay, a snake I'll shedding nar- her skin. I'll narrate. Oh, so the crackling... Oh, it sounds like paper. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's literally just, yep, layer of skin coming off. Whoa. Wild. That is um, a carpet python shedding her skin. As you know, Camden, sh- uh, snakes shed their skin when they grow. Their skin doesn't grow with them in the same way that ours does. And I love um, the sheds of snakes. Do we have any snake skin in our house, Camden? That's been shed. Yeah, we have two mm-hmm. ac- just sheds. We don't mm-hmm. have snake skin no, things. I should. Yeah, yeah, that's a good clarification. Um, but yeah, send in your uh, shake snake shake sh- <laughs> snake skin sheds to don't pee on your leg at gmail.com. Please don't send in snake shakes. Um, uh, snake shake skins. Yes, I. They're just fascinating. They're so beautiful. They, yeah, they're they're gorgeous. So that is the sound of that process. All right, so we're going to move on to the main segment of our show, which are the misconceptions. Just like the What's That Sound segment, we don't know what each misconception that we're each presenting is going to be. We're bringing them here with you to discuss so that the other co-host can listen along with you all. All right, so how are we going to determine who goes first today, Camden? I found this beanie baby. Okay, which beanie baby is it? It, This is Freckles, the leopard. Leopard? Okay. Because the spots look like freckles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I identify with this chap. <laughs> I have freckles. Yes, you do. Um, Are so we flipping freckles? We're going to flip freckles gently. He okay. is a member of this family also. Okay. Uh, you're going to call belly or top. Okay. <laughs> um, ready? I say belly. Really? Yes. Yes. Thanks, Freckles. Dang, Freckles, you let me down. <laughs> All right. So um, my misconception has to do with some mammals and how they breathe. So I'm going to be talking about whales. And there is a misconception that whales spray water from their blowholes. Have you heard this misconception, Camden? Wait. The misconception is that they do spray water from their blowholes? So the truth is that they don't spray water from their blowholes. Then explain all that water spraying uh-huh. out of there. Uh-huh. You guys, I'm on your side. We're going to get Margaret <laughs> on this one. No, no, you can't get me because whales don't spray water from their blowholes. But you often see this misconception reflected in cartoons where the smiling whale is swimming through the ocean and there's a little cartoon water spurt coming from their blowhole. Exactly. Right. Gotcha. Well, it's a cartoon, not a not a documentary. Um, um and have you, you ever <laughs> seen Finding Nemo? Yes. That's a documentary. Do they have does a whale? There's have probably a, a whale in it. Maybe well there is a but we don't see them surface, I don't think. Maybe we do. I need to watch that movie again. Anyway, you and I have been fortunate enough to um be on both whale watching boats and have whale watched from shore. And you know that when you see what you're looking for, really, to let you know that whales are in the area, are those spouts, those, yep. those blows, as they're so called. So you admit to having seen them. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I do admit that. Um, but is that cloud that we see, you know, because we do see something, your eyes are not tricking you. Um, is that made from water from the male, from the whale's blowhole? Are they expelling water from that blowhole? Um No, they're not. Let's get into it. So my sources are National Geographic, the National Marine Life Center, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, and the International Whaling Commission. So as I mentioned earlier, whales are mammals. Camden, tell me about mammal characteristics. Milk. Yep. Nailed it. Um, They have hair. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even whales have hair. It's just very, very slight and more evident when they're calves, when they're young. Yeah. Um, the, they give live birth. Yep. 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 Um, How's their blood? Oh, it, it warm. Yep. It's warm. They got the warm blood. <laughs> yep. Hot almost. Yeah. And do they have gills? No. Because they have lungs and they and breathe. breathe through their insides. Wow. What do you want me to say? <laughs> they breathe air with their lungs. Yes, they don't sure. have gills. They can't. They can't take it. But from gills the water. get oxygen too. Gills, no, d- gills definitely get oxygen Just too. Not from the air, but not from the air. Got it. There are more characteristics as well, but those that Camden named off are the the best known ones. Um, so whales are mammals, and they have to breathe air. They, like us, get oxygen from the air and they can't extract it from the water like fish and other marine animals can. They've got to breathe. So when do whales breathe, Camden? And you, by breathe, you mean breathe air? Yes. Got it. Um, sneakily, when we're not looking. No. Because I always see them in the water. <laughs> I've are. never seen one get up on air, get up on land and just go. <laughs> nope. 
So they, they can't get up on land. So where do they breathe? I guess at the surface. Correct. Correct. Um, they have to wait until they surface to mm. breathe air. And that isn't a lot of time. They don't hang out there for very long. But their lungs are so powerful that they can exhale, exhale all of the air from their lungs in one breath. Humans can't do that. I'm going to try we're not it right now. To. No, Just nope, kidding. I'll nope, wake up nope. satchel. <laughs> nope. So they, they are very efficient in exhaling all of the air from their lungs so that they can inhale much more quickly. Um, now, whales, of course, don't have noses like we do. And they don't breathe out of their mouths. So where do they breathe in and out, Camden? Well, let me think about it. Oh, it was inevitable. Um, I'm sad I didn't. I'm worried that it's their blowhole. You're worried? Yeah. Well, because now my misconception's <laughs> starting to have some holes in it. Yeah. Blowholes blow holes oh, in okay. it. All right. Yeah. So yes, whale blowholes are on the tops of their heads. If you think about it like that, they're kind of like the whale's nostrils migrated. Because huh. in neck the- nostrils <laughs> coming to a store near you. <laughs> the blowhole um, is connected to the whale's lungs like our nose is so they can breathe out of their blowholes. And I learned that baleen whales, which have those baleen, they, they typically eat plankton. Um, they have two blowholes like our nostrils and toothed whales like orcas only have one blowhole. I did not know. That there were mm-hmm. different numbers of mm-hmm. blowholes on whales. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so what comes out of that blowhole? Not water. Not water. It's air. It's air. Because if it were water coming out, that means that water would have been in the whale's lungs. And that means they're drowning. Not so good. So again, the whale is trying to get rid of all the air in their lungs quickly so they can take another breath before they dive again. So the force of the whale expelling air sends that air way up in the sky, way, way up in the air. Um, I was reading, it can be up to about 40 feet. That's why it's nice to be able to see that from far away. If it's a not too windy day outside. But what are we seeing? What's that cloud that we're seeing? If it's not air coming from their lungs and from their blowhole, it is coming from the air. But the air that has been in their body that's coming out of their blowhole is usually warmer than the air above the water. So the water vapor in the whale's breath condenses, making the exhaled breath look like steam. Like when we breathe out in the winter? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what we're seeing. We're seeing that condensed water vapor. Whoa. Um, you might be wondering if that blowhole fills with water when a whale dives, because if it's, if it's what they're breathing through, you know, how are they keeping it closed or open? Um, it, it's, you might be worried that it's kind of like if you jump in the, the pool and you don't close your nose, but don't worry, the whale's blowhole has muscles that open and close it at the right times. So they open at the surface and close while the whale's diving. Just like our mouths. Yes, in a way. I mean, we have muscles that control our mouth. Yeah, that is undeniable. <laughs> um, but it's like the whale is holding her nose before jumping in the water, even though she her neck have any nostrils. Hands. Her neck nostrils. Yes. yes. Hold your neck nostrils before <laughs> jumping in. So whales are, of course, amazing animals that I can attest and Kim can attest are incredible to see in person. But 
if you're whale watching, whether you're on shore, whether you're on your own boat, whether you're on a whale watching tours boat, we have to remember to be careful and give those whales their space. You don't want to disturb or hurt the whales. You don't want to make them nervous or stressed because that can disrupt them. That can um, make it so they don't get enough food. Each region has their own laws and whale watching regulations, but in the United States, whales are protected under the Marine Mammal Protection Act. So that means that among other things, we can't get close to them at all. It's really, really great to see them and it can be really tempting to want to get closer, but we could make their lives much harder and even harm them physically if we get too close. So make sure that, um, I mean, it's not really happening right now, I don't think, but if you're in the future, once we've all been vaccinated, um, going to take a whale watching tour, research their companies and make sure they're reputable. If you're wondering how you know if they're reputable, um, you can look up local whale protection organizations. Like for example, where I used to work at an aquarium, we had a couple of, um, companies that we recommended. You can also check out natural history museums. They'll probably have recommendations. You can go online, but again, whales are wild animals. They need their space and they need their space to breathe. Nice. The end. The end. Well, well, well. That was inevitable. That yeah. was inevitable. All right, Camden. Nice. Well. Tell me something I don't know. All right. It is interesting that you and I both ended up with a wet misconception. <laughs> a, um, a moist misconception. A moist misconception for the two of us. How very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Margaret. Oh boy. When someone mentions clouds, mm-hmm. what are adjectives people often use to describe something that is a cloud? Fluffy. Fluffy. Thunderous. Animal shaped. Yeah. Uh, cumulonimbus. That yeah, adjectives. <laughs> oh. When when do people use cloud as an adjective? Dark clouds. Um auspicious. Sure. When do people use the word cloud as an adjective? To describe something else. Cloudy. It's cloudy outside. Okay. Is that sure. what you're asking? I'm sure. not sure what you're asking. Well, people... Okay, you got fluffy. People say like... Fluffy. Uh, soft as a cloud. Okay. Light okay. as a cloud. Yeah, I was thinking or light. I guess that's, those are similes. Those mm-hmm. aren't... Um, but fluffy, airy, light, mm-hmm. soft. Um, Margaret, how heavy those clouds? I have no idea. Guess what? I imagine pretty heavy. Clouds Aren't light. Nice. Welcome to the misconception about clouds. So we're going to talk about how much does a cloud weigh, and are clouds really that light and soft and airy and the way fluffy. we usually fluffy marshmallowy marshmallow. We think of when we use those words, we think of oh, they're just I could go right through a cloud. It would just be like a little hoof. Well, sometimes you do go through a cloud you do sometimes on an airplane. Fly through clouds, but or when it's foggy, that's technically you kind of going through a cloud, right? Ah, you're jumping the gun. One sorry, type sorry. of cloud is fog, sorry. which is a very fun way to just <laughs> think of clouds mm-hmm. or think of fog is to think of it as a cloud, it which a we cloud. don't think of all the time. So, what are clouds? What are clouds? They are um, condensation in the atmosphere. Yep. So water or ice just floating up in that sky. It's condensed. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we, think, when we say this word condensation, um, just think of water. Okay. 
normally we think of water in a state of being liquid, mm-hmm. right? That's generally when if I say water, that's what people think of. Right. Um, the Satchel water- thinks about water all the time. Mm-hmm. She really loves water. She loves water. She loves licking snow. She loves eating ice cubes. So she, ice and water dog. Great. Another uh, connection. Ice and snow mm-hmm. are also water, but they're in what form? Uh, frozen. Frozen. Solid. Yeah. Right? Sorry. Solid. Yes. Yep. Yes. And then we have a third <clears throat> state of water. Plasma. That's a different state. We don't have that <laughs> of water. Uh, gas. <laughs> oh, you got yourself... Good, good chemistry joke. Uh, <laughs> so sorry. Gas. So we call water gas, um, water vapor or steam, mm-hmm. like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And so water is in the air. You probably know this because you know people use the phrase humidity. Mm-hmm. How much water vapor is in our air? There's a humidifier sitting over there on the on the mm-hmm. floor. And you can see this, right? Like if you have a humidifier, you can see this little vapory steam. Mm-hmm being released that is water vapor um 90 percent of the water in our atmosphere comes from evaporation just comes from rivers and water and water on the ground and lakes and wherever there's water it ends up in our air it does not just stay there right another part about the sky that people probably know the higher up you go what happens to the temperature it gets colder it gets colder and what happens when water gets cold margaret it gets a little bit frozen. It gets icy. Mm-hmm. So as you get higher up, water vapor, that gas, can become frozen again. It can become liquid. Um, and then it'll stay up there forming a cloud. Now, this seems sort of odd because anyone who's ever thrown a water balloon or just take a bucket of water and throw it up in the air knows what happens. It's heavy. It's heavy. Yeah, it's heavy and it comes back down. You (laughs) don't throw the water into the air and it just keeps going. Right. Um, And it's sort of odd for us when we think about clouds, but we're going to talk here in a second of what makes clouds stay up in the sky when our bathtubs don't flow away, our pools, (laughs) our lakes don't float away. Right. Um, And another interesting thing to think about here is that ice isn't as dense as water. Huh. So when we think about density, let's think about lightness so if you've ever had an ice cube in your drink i have where does it go when you put it into your drink it goes to the top it floats so it is less dense Mm. than water Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is really crazy and really unique about water that it becomes less dense when it becomes a solid Solid. Uh because we think of solids generally as being a pretty dense thing um so that's already one cool thing about water um clouds float which means they are less dense than the air underneath them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's another weird part of this. We don't normally think of air as dense. No. It's just we are, I'm moving my hand through air. <laughs> we sometimes forget that air is still a thing. Mm-hmm. We are not in a vacuum. It's not nothing. It's, it's not, not a nothing. lack of anything. Yeah. Um, if it were nothing, we would not be here. Uh-uh. Um, so air actually does have a density. It has a density of 0.00123 grams per milliliter. Grams per milliliter or grams per cubic centimeter, same thing, are generally so pretty light. A, a way to think of a density. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is very light. Um, so that's 0.00123 is air's density, generally around sea level. It changes as you get higher up in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, waters is one gram. 
which is why lakes do not float up into the sky. <laughs> Water is one gram and air is zero zero or point zero zero one two three. So much lighter. Mm-hmm. Air is much lighter than the air or water. It floats. Um, vegetable oil is 0.93 grams and water is one. So vegetable wow. oil, when you pour it into water, will yep. float on top. It's less, prob- dense. it's less dense. But 0.93 is still much heavier than mm. 0.00123, right. which is also <laughs> why our vegetable oil does not fly up into the sky. Ugh. Now. Messy. Clouds, and I should say here, a lot of this has come from my research here has come from NASA, uh, the United States Geological Survey, and the University of Washington, or Wisconsin, sorry, go Badgers. Wow. Um, <laughs> clouds have a density of 0.001. And so you might have been asking earlier, why is Camden being so particular about the one, two, three? I was, I was writing that down in my diary as we spoke. 0.001 is just slightly lighter than 0.00123. Hmm. It is a slightly smaller number, which means clouds are slightly less dense than air. So. Well, now I have questions about fog. Which is? They are not, fog is not floating. It is a bit because it's not, well, <laughs> it's, it's not <laughs> water on the ground. It is not, it is not floating at the like atmospheric height mm-hmm. that clouds are. So thing, what makes, so we know that a tank of water is very dense. Mm-hmm. It will not float into the sky. Clouds are less dense. How do you make that water less dense? Kevin's making an expanding motion. Yeah, it's spread out. Oh, okay, I see. Things are less dense. If you are in a room, if I filled 100 people in our office, that's a very dense room. If there's just the two of us, we're spread out. There's less density if you were going to call humans per office density. <laughs> um, and so that water is just, that same amount of water is spread out. Now, why do I go through all of that? Um, so the average cloud has a volume of a quarter cubic miles. Okay, so what an unusual measurement. It's, that's because a, in science we use kilometers and mm. meters, uh-huh. and a quarter cubic mile is about one cubic kilometer. But to help okay. people who might be listening to this and not have a general sense of what a kilometer is, mm-hmm. it's a, a quarter cubic mile is the same as a cubic kilometer. Why I use that, um, <laughs> so a quarter cubic mile is the average cloud. So if you're like, I don't understand what that number is, just think of an average cloud in the sky. Just okay. a big puffy cloud you can see. That average cloud has 1.1 billion pounds of water. What? Let me say it again. The average um, cumulus cloud, big puffy cloud. Uh-huh has 1.1 billion pounds in it. Wow. Billion. Whoa. So not light at, at all. all. This isn't <laughs> this isn't like a bathtub's worth of water and you Wait, realize how many what how many pounds is this? I have to do a 1. quick calculus. 1.1 billion pounds. Uh, while Margaret's doing that to help you think about why that how that could even possibly bleed how could 1.1 billion pounds of anything float in the sky? Well, remember, they're 
it is spread out a far distance. A one a quarter cubic mile isn't nothing. Mm-hmm. And to help you think about that, um, consider the fact that a quarter cubic miles of clouds is one exa, E-X-A liter. An exa liter is one with 15 zeros after it. Oh my goodness. That means when we were earlier, we were talking about, wait, Camden, like clouds have a density of 0.00123. That's like grams of water. That's nothing. Mm-hmm. 0.00123 grams of water is nothing. Multiply that by a million, by a million, by a thousand. And you can quickly see how we get to 1.1 billion pounds. It is a number so impossible. 15 zeros is something we can't think of. In one cloud. In, in an average cloud. In an, average an average rain cloud. Cloud. Wow. So um, as people probably know, there are different kinds of clouds. Um, there's a cirrus, a cumulus, and a stratus cloud. The cirrus clouds are up high generally. Cirrus means curl in Latin. Those are those very wispy ones you see up in the sky. They're kind of curly and wispy. Mm-hmm. Cumulus. Uh, cumulus is Latin for heap. They tend to be the tall, round ones. Those are also those big, like, fluffy rain ones that we see. Right. Um, and then stratus. Stratus is Latin for layered. So those are those really wide and short ones that we see low in the sky. And, of course, Margaret already talked about the lowest cloud in the sky, which is our fog. <laughs> fog. And nimbus means rain in oh, Latin. Okay. So when we hear cumulonimbus, those are those really big, fluffy, big rain clouds that can span over span over sixty thousand feet high, which is I can't even mi- imagine how much that that's weighs. Miles. Yeah. High, miles wide. We're talking the average cloud being one point one billion. There are billions and billions of pounds of water coming out of the sky. I have just a quick note. Um, I did some quick math and 1.1 billion pounds, which is in the average, which is what the average cumulus cloud weighs. Mm-hmm. That is the same weight as 2,750 blue whales, just to tie both of ours together. <laughs> so the next time you think, oh, it's fluffy. Oh, so oh, it's cloudy. This, <laughs> oh, this new mattress. So fluffy, so cloudy. So light. You can quickly make a new friend and go up to them and go, oh, did you mean it's 2,750 blue whales worth of light? <laughs> and then if, that, if they say yes, then yeah, yeah, that is accurate. It is light as a 2,750 2, whaled cloud. Wow. Wow. That's so, yeah. amazing. You, you took me back to the um, Magic School Bus episode where... Miss Frizzle explains the water cycle. Mm-hmm. You also took me back to uh, middle school science where we learned about the different types of clouds. I had friends that could identify them all, and we spent a lot of time doing that. I need to get back into that. Um, yep. It's really just a combination of those names. There's cirrus, cumulus, stratus, nimbus, and then there's a little bit to do with height. So you'll see alto, um, and there's another one I forgot already. Um, but yeah, that's your cloud misconception for the day. Well, thank you. We get a daily cloud misconception. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, thanks, Camden. Uh, before we end each episode, we have a short segment sharing something interesting that we've consumed in some way, read, listened to, watched, something like that. 
Camden, because you had to go second, you get to go first in this one. All right. Um, This is not to scare everyone. I find it super fascinating, but there are some people who are a little freaked out by the world of artificial intelligence. I, for one, find it super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a organization, OpenAI.com, whose mission is to make art- artificial intelligence um, for good. Oh, the idea of like their mission, knowing that there's a lot of scary things that could be done with it, and certainly um, science fiction movies and books like to paint it as an evil thing, and of course, lots of technologies can be used for good or bad. Exactly. Um, but they, their mission is purely of how do we use this for the betterment of mankind. Uh, they released a new interesting um, tool that runs on their AI program called Dolly, which is a portmanteau of Salvador Dolly and Wally. Oh, um, how do you so spell that? D A L L E. Okay, gotcha. Dolly. Very clever. Very clever. Uh, where now Salvador Dolly was a painter. And so they, they create images from text descriptions given to the machine. So if you go to openai.com slash blog slash doll hyphen E hyphen, um, you don't need that last one. Uh, you will find this blog post where they let you play with some of the program Ooh. and you can, because it's artificial intelligence, tell it to create images that have never before existed. You can tell it what? to make a claymation um, pangolin or a claymation rhino. Oh, I'm. And you'll look at these and it'll look this. fascinating and it'll look perfect. Or you can tell it to my favorite one is a cross section of different like foods, like a oh. cross section of a walnut. It is guessing based off all of the, all of the internet, all of the information has been given. It is showing you something that isn't quote unquote real. It's wow. all generated. It's an image that doesn't exist. It's not on the internet. It is only from this machine spitting it out. And you can tell that because if you tell it to do things with human faces, it'll look super realistic, Mm -hmm. but you can find little areas where you're like, the glasses will slowly get bent in a way where you can tell like the machine, it's a machine still putting it together. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, I just find it super interesting and it's interactive. So openai.com. Uh, Google D-A-L-L-E um, and just play around. I find it super cool and it's super cutting edge. We have so much more to learn about artificial intelligence. I am going to uh, do that during Satchel's next nap time. There you go. I have been consuming, I'm going to do quick two quick ones. Oh. Um, one of them is Eddie Izzard's stand-up. Hmm. We're both fans of Eddie Izzard, but I haven't listened to it in a long time. I kind of, I didn't forget how funny and thoughtful and thought provoking she is, but I needed a reminder. So I've been listening to a lot of her stand up, and oh, it's so good. We we were lucky enough to see her. We saw her live. Live. Uh, oh, oh, a while ago, seven, eight years six ago, six years ago, maybe. I don't know. Um, amazing, just amazing, and such a amazing activist too. So. Listen to Eddie Izzard if you're not familiar already. And then my other thing I've been consuming, um, if you haven't followed Queer Brown Vegan on Instagram, that account is run by Isaias Hernandez, and he has put a lot of thoughtful, hard, emotional labor into his posts. 
And they're constantly challenging my thinking and encouraging me to examine beliefs that I've held forever. And they're about veganism, vegetarianism, basically intersectionality of all these different things. Like today he posted about the link between white veganism and white supremacy. Mm. Really, really interesting, very challenging. Um, and that's really typical of, of his great content. So go read it, go follow him at queer Brown vegan on Instagram. Well, I think that's, uh, those are all the things we're consuming. We're also, uh, consuming in our ears, uh, Satchel barking and letting us know that she's done with her nap and would like us to come get her. So we'll make this last part quick, but we want to thank you so much for listening today. If you liked this episode or any of our others, please rate us and leave us a quick positive review because written reviews help new listeners decide if they want to give us a go. So help us and new listeners out by leaving a quick positive review wherever you listen. You can find more content from us on our social media pages on Instagram at Don't Pee on Your Leg. Twitter at Don't Pee on Your Leg, just the letter P. And Facebook at Facebook.com slash Don't Pee on Your Leg. Don't Pee on Your Leg and Other Scientific Misconceptions is a podcast produced by Two Birds, One Scone. Articles, blog posts, and more about what you can do every day to conserve our environment can be found at TwoBirdsOneScone.org. Our original theme music is by Camillo. And if you have scientific misconceptions that you'd like explained or you want to provide feedback to us, please email us at don'tpeeonyourleg at gmail.com. Have Have a a great great week. week. Satchel, we're coming. (laughs) 